T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The top stories from the KCBS radio newsroom. This is the All Local. I'm Jeff Bell. I'm Patty Rising. The man, a San Jose police officer, shot dead on Halloween, reportedly had a history of mental illness. But as KCBS's Margie Schaefer reports, the officer who fired the deadly shot was involved in a previous shooting this year. Margie? Yes, Patty, the man shot dead on Halloween afternoon as he walked towards students from Independence High School and ignored officers' demands to put down his gun. Has been identified as 33-year-old Francis Ray Colonne of San Jose. San Jose Police Chief Eddie Garcia says he had methamphetamine in his system. As he walked, his hand remained on the gun that was tucked in his waistband. The involved officer then observed the individual appeared to be drawing the handgun from his waistband. And at this point, one officer fired at the subject, striking him at least once using a department-authorized rifle. Colonia had previously threatened suicide by cop and had six previous 72 mental health holds. Officers recovered a replica Beretta handgun on the ground next to him. We provided a side-by-side photo of the subject's replica handgun next to a real Beretta handgun. And looking at the two, you cannot tell the difference. Uh, the, fi- the officer who fired the deadly shot has been identified as Officer Carboni, who was also involved in the May 4th officer-involved shooting. Chief Garcia says force is part of the job. He says he isn't concerned that shots were fired as they appear to be justified. He's concerned that the officer is doing okay under the circumstances. Reporting in San Jose, Margie Schaefer, KCBS. Thank you for that, Margie. The PG&E power shutoffs have prompted some businesses to explore installing permanent generators. KCBS's Bob Butler reports that one grocery store manager in Marin says that would allow them to stay open in a power outage, but it won't be cheap. Scotty's Market in Terra Linda was in the dark for nearly two days during the most recent PSPS. Losses from spoiled food, lost sales and wages amounted to nearly a quarter of a million dollars. A lot of people were getting a lot of criticism on why didn't they have a generator and they should have been more prepared and... Even if we did, it was just, we've been trying for about a year now to get um, the full uh, appraisal for the generator. So that part has been difficult as well. Amber Lee was the store manager. Her dad is the owner. She says they're looking at a cost of $75,000 to start, and there's no guarantee it'll even work. Look into it with the also the wiring. The store is 62 years old. We're not sure if it's going to be compatible with something of that magnitude. Lisa, they need the large generator to power the coolers, refrigerators, freezers, lights, and appliances. Bob Butler, KCBS. Arenda will consider banning all short-term rentals when the city council meets tonight to discuss last week's massacre of five people at a Halloween party. KCBS reporter Doug Sovereign says the worst mass murder in the town's history has exposed how tough it is to enforce regulations of rentals on Airbnb. Neighbors had complained often about the home on Lucille Way, unoccupied and used only for short-term rentals. Orinda City Councilman Dennis Fay says since five people were shot to death at a Halloween party there last week, 
Dozens of people have asked the council to outlaw short-term rentals, but Faye says the city has to approach this carefully. I think it's going to require some research uh, to figure out what we can actually legally do with our ordinance, but my preference would be a temporary moratorium on short-term rentals until we can figure out what's a good change to our ordinance to better assure the safety of our residents and our guests. In the meantime, Airbnb has modified its own policies banning party houses, but Faye says that's not sufficient. I don't know that it's, it goes far enough, and frankly, their motivation is profit. Our motivation is the safety of our residents. In Arinda, Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Hundreds lined up outside of one of San Francisco's most famous restaurants for a free Election Day lunch. KCBS's Jeffrey Schaub went to John's Grill for a look at the festivities. Every Election Day in San Francisco, people from all quarters turn out for the curbside event replete with a buffet lunch. People including former Mayor Willie Brown. We come together and enjoy ourselves, and we've been doing this for 25, 30 years. So here's the thing. People are going to be watching this on the TV. They're going to be listening to it on our station. Does this send a message out there to people in a broader sense beyond San Francisco about voting? Well, it sends a message that there is a reason in this democracy to vote. Especially in this day and age, he says, John Constant is the owner of John's Grill. Why do you do this? It's a great way for us to pay back the community. We've been in business for 111 years. Kim Cinder comes to most every event right after she and her husband vote. It makes me feel patriotic on Election Day to come here. It's also fun to see... Willie Brown. Last year I got my picture taken with London Breed and everybody on this line is so nice and it's, it's just a, a good vibe. At John's Grill in San Francisco, Jeffrey Schaub, KCBS. Countless lives have been saved by child safety seats, although car crashes are still the leading cause of death among kids in this country. And now, as KCBS's Rebecca Corral tells us, that safety net is threatened. Does the car seat you're strapping your baby or toddler into meet federal safety requirements, or is it a useless knockoff? Counterfeit child safety seats have been flooding the market, mainly through the Internet. I'm very angry about it because it puts children at risk. Stephanie Tombrello is a certified child passenger safety technician with the nonprofit Safety Belt Safe USA, an organization that helps parents shop for and install child safety seats. She's frustrated that phony seats that could leave a child severely injured or worse have been sold on Walmart's marketplace, eBay, and Amazon, among others. When something is online, it's very hard to track. And it may be difficult for parents to know if what they're buying is federally approved. If you get a seat that's made out of plain fabric, doesn't have an instruction booklet, does not have a label that says it's certified to meet the federal standards, you've got to be very, very suspicious. Also, think twice twice before buying a used seat because it may be damaged or not up to today's safety standards. Rebecca Corral, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.